Hi there, I'm James Dapache and this is Coffee and a Case Note. The coffee's coming. Team, today we're going to talk about when does a person have the authority to bind a company. It's a bit exciting, we're going to work through it together. All right, so there we are in 2012. We've got a landlord company and we've got a tenant company. And as you can tell by their names, the landlord company and tenant company enter into a lease agreement whereby the landlord lets the tenant stay in the relevant property. Now, if I can just plant a seed that I'll come back to, in the execution of that lease, we have the tenant company's CEO who mistakenly signs in the place as a director of the tenant. Now, she's not a director, but she's signed in that place. And anyway, the little goof, the error ends up getting picked up. But just remember uh, that we've got the CEO mistakenly signing as director, and we'll come back to that. Okay, time passes and we get to 2016. And there are further lease negotiations that are undertaken. Remember it's 2012, there's a five year lease, so it's ending in 2017. But in 2016, we've got some lease negotiations going on. And as those lease negotiations develop, our CEO of the tenant company says to the tenant company's solicitors, hey, send an email to landlord company, letting landlord company know that we accept those terms. And so what happens is that tenant company solicitor goes and sends that email. Okay, a couple of interesting things to layer on top of that. Firstly, tenant company um, does not intend to be bound by the lease. Tenant company never formed the view that it wanted to enter into the lease and the CEO went off and instructed lawyer, the lawyers to go and do this without tenant company's board's approval. Now, why does it matter? It's because landlord company is saying, hey, tenant company, we're in a lease. And tenant company's saying, whoa, 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 our CEO went off without our authority, so we're not bound by what she said. And so, the court had to go and consider what the position was. Did the CEO have authority to bind tenant company? Did they enter into a binding lease? Right, um, we cover three bits of the law of authority when we're considering this. We consider, did the CEO have actual authority? Right? Did Tenant Co actually give authority for the CEO to say, hey CEO, off you go, go and tell landlord company that we're in an agreement? The answer to that, both parties accepted, was no. The next question was, uh, was there implied actual authority? Now the question of implied actual authority is a little bit more complicated. In order to prove someone has implied actual authority, you need to show two things. You need to show that the principal, the person giving the authority, intended for the agreement to be entered into. And you need to show that the principal, the person giving the authority, uh, instructed the would-be agent, who is alleged to have been authorised to enter into the agreement, uh, has instructed that would-be agent to go and communicate that acceptance. So firstly, uh, the court asked itself the question, based on the evidence, um, did Tenant Co agree to enter into the lease? And there were four factors that I've just been running through in my head as we've walked in here trying to remember that led the court to form the view that no, uh, Tenant Co had not resolved to enter into the lease. And uh, in order for the court to reach that conclusion, it had to overcome four suggestions from Landlord Co. Landlord Co said, uh, hey, uh, Tenant Co undertook some building works. That showed that it agreed to the lease. 
Uh, it had a notation on its website about where its premises were going to be in future. That showed it intended to enter into the lease. Um, it was paying uh, less rent than Landlord Co was entitled to charge, uh, meaning that there had been some agreement about a future lease that would be entered into uh, that would be carried forward. That was the third point. The fourth point was, hey, we've got a copy of these minutes of a board meeting, and those minutes show that Tenant Co uh, did indeed intend to enter into the lease. What the court said was no <laughs> to all of that. In short, uh, in relation to, what did we have? In relation to the board minutes, the court said no, it didn't show that. Uh, in relation to the building works, well, those were in relation to a flood uh, that needed to be uh, fixed, needed to be attended to in any case. In relation to the website, um, that was not binding authority uh, in relation to uh, implied actual authority. And in relation to the third point, which has just slipped my mind, uh, the court did not accept that as a basis for implied actual authority either. So what has the court found? No actual authority, no implied actual authority. The final question is, was there ostensible authority? Uh, and the question of ostensible authority is one I'll come to after I have a sip of this, of this coffee. The question of ostensible authority is, Um, is one that's similar to the law of estoppel that we've discussed in the past. In short, if a principal or if a company allows someone to go out into the marketplace and hold themselves out as someone who can enter into deals, who is authorised to enter into agreements on behalf of the company, then uh, the company has granted ostensible authority to that person. The company is estopped from departing from the idea that that person does have real authority. And so what our landlord is saying, our landlord is saying, hey, the CEO signed in the space of director. Do you remember how we said that? The first lease? She signed in the place of director. The company knew about her signing in the place of director. And so the company granted her ostensible authority to enter into the lease. Now, in short, the court found uh, that that was a bit of a goof and the court found that ostensible authority had not been granted. And so the long and the short of it is, despite the CEO's instruction to the lawyers about entering into the lease, the CEO did not have authority to enter into that new lease or to offer those instructions. So the lease was not binding upon tenant co. There was no lease. I hope that adventure through the law of authority and a bit of a lease dispute assisted you. And I look forward to joining you again soon for another coffee and another case note. Cheers. <laughs>